If you can't figure out your purpose, figure out your passion. For your passion will lead you right into your purpose. That is a quote by Bishop T.D. Jakes. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. And I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. This is episode 97. Before I get started with this week's episode, I would like to tell all of you who have been asking me, how do I start a podcast or what do I need to do to live stream? I have the answer for you. I am offering a special price on my one hour tech assessment. This tech assessment will do a Zoom call and you will get to talk with me one-on-one and ask me any questions that you may have on starting your own podcast or live streaming. To take advantage of this opportunity, go to tech.trinalmartin.com. The topic of this week's episode is Uncover Your Purpose. My guest this week is Misty Sansom. Misty is a writer and life purpose coach who helps people to figure out exactly what they're meant to do in life and how to make it happen. Misty's approach to purpose, spirituality, and personal growth is practical, down to earth, and simple to follow. Her work has been featured in the Huffington Post, The Daily Guru, Mind Body Green, and more. Hi, Misty. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your time. I really appreciate you being with me, seeing that you're in New Zealand. And so I know there's a big time difference. So I really appreciate you being here with me. So you are a life purpose coach. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So my uh, whole focus is on helping people uncover exactly what their purpose is and um, help them find a way to bring it to life in a way that suits their personality and their current lifestyle and where they are, where they want to be. So how, how do you exactly do that? Because I mean, and I guess that's why people go to you because they don't know what they want to do, but how do you come to discern what their purpose is in in a way to guide them to that? Yeah, that's a really good question. And so the place that I always start with people is first getting clear on what your purpose isn't or what purpose itself that concept is and isn't. Because I find that there are so many misconceptions around um, purpose and what it means and how you find it. And so I really like to start with kind of cutting through that. So the few things that I always want to um, tell people and sort of chat about is that your passions are not your purpose. You don't have to quit your day job and you don't have to save the world. So just to dive into those a little bit more, 
um, you know, we've all heard that that message of, um, you know, follow your passions and life will be amazing and you just need to find what you're passionate about and, and um, you know, really explore those passions and everything will work out perfectly. But uh, if you are a person who has done this before, you've probably found that you've gone down a path of something that you do feel really passionate about, but inevitably you'll get to a point, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, you'll get to a point where you realize that it just doesn't feel right and something is still missing. It's There's still something that doesn't uh, quite catch you in the way that you thought that it would. And so often uh, in this situation, people will go back to square one and say, okay, well, I'm passionate about this. So maybe this is what I'm meant to do. And they will go down another path and another and another. And this is something that I had done so many times in life. Uh, the people who I work with, whether um, it's one-on-one or um, within the membership, they're also the kind of person who has pursued a passion and then just realized there's still something missing. And that something missing is purpose. It's that higher level concept. Uh, Your purpose is sort of like the overarching theme of your life. It's something that you feel compelled to do or share or inspire or create or build or, you know, so on, teach or learn. And it's something that will stay with you your whole life. Whereas your passions are you know, they're your interests, they're they're very changeable and and you'll develop new passions in life and you might have had passions that you've had, um, you know, since you were younger. But there's a really big difference between the two. So I always want to sort of let people know that you can bring your purpose to life through your passions, but your passions aren't the purpose itself. So, yeah, that's where I like to start with people. That's very interesting. And, and actually, that was a very good explanation as far as passion versus purpose, because we do. Many people think, well, OK, I'm passionate about this or I'm good at this. So this must be my purpose. But that's not always the case. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And it's it's hard to sometimes it's hard to articulate what it is that's missing but people who have been in that situation all all understand that feeling. They understand that feeling of like, yeah, this is something that I'm really good at. Um, this is something that I'm really passionate about. You know, I've, I've kind of ran headfirst into it, but it just doesn't feel right. So um, as we go through the purpose of uncovering, that process of uncovering what your purpose is, you will learn why that particular passion didn't quite work out or you will learn why you didn't feel quite aligned or why it wasn't um, quite resonating with you as you thought it would. So that's the place that I always start. The second place that I um, like to go to is around, uh, you know, you don't have to quit your day job because again, this is another really big misconception that I um, find uh, people are hearing a lot, which is, Um, you know, you should find your purpose and then you should uh, build a business around it. Or then 
that should be the um, you know all-encompassing focus of your life. And the thing is, if you uncover what your purpose is and you are very interested in business, uh, if business is a very big passion for you, then absolutely, you can uh, create a business around your purpose and that's amazing. Um, if you find your purpose and want to make it you know, what you do on a daily basis, again, perfect, that's totally fine. You can do that through a career if you want to. But you don't have to. You can still bring your purpose to life uh, on a normal, everyday basis. It's just a way that you live and still have a day job that's unrelated to your purpose. And that is totally fine. I really, you know, I really want to um, really highlight that for people because I, I don't like, I don't want people to feel that, if they have a day job or if they have a job that, um, you know, for whatever reason they need to really keep and it maybe isn't um, totally aligned with their purpose, I don't want those people to feel like, therefore, they can't live on purpose. Because, you know, I mean, we all have bills to pay. There's always going to be stages in our life where we need a uh, day job where we need um, sort of an income coming in and it might be if we have very young kids we might need that security if we have a mortgage we might need that extra security um, so you can still do that but you can also bring your purpose to life um, around that you know again it's it's that overarching concept of your life so it's um, something that you can just do and naturally live on a day-to-day -day basis so that's another thing I really like to highlight to people Hmm. Wow. That's, that's really, that's really juicy. Now, my question is, how do I get to that point? Because I'm like you probably where you were, uh, probably about 10 years ago, I, I took a job and I thought this was going to be the best job for me. And I got there and I was like, Oh, God, this is I've made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And all my life, I've kind of said, you know, what's my purpose? What, what's my purpose? So how do you work with someone like me at that stage to say, okay, let's find out what your, your purpose is? Because I, you know, I was doing all the things that I thought was my purpose as far as the career fields I had, the job, the degrees. And like you said, I always felt unfulfilled, but mm. you can never put your finger on, okay, that's, you know, for sure, that's not it. How do you turn that into going, this is it? Or do you just, is it just kind of like you have to explore? A, a little bit of both. So I, I take people through a very clear step-by-step uh, -step process and I'll run this, well, let's run through it on this call. Um, so I, I take people through this process and, you know, I've done this with, um, with sort of hundreds of people now, and uh, I also have an ebook that people can go through that process on their own, sort of self-paced learning. And again, there's been you know tons of people who have gone through that, and it really works. It's sort of one thing that I really like doing is taking a very intangible concept like purpose and making it very tangible and very clear and very simple and very easy to follow because especially in the current situation that we're in, knowing what your purpose is is so important. It's so important for uh, 
uh, our sense of, you know, value and well-being and uh, sort of where we want to head in life. So, yeah, something I'm very passionate about. So I'd love to take you through that process. So I split it into three parts. The first part is about uh, getting clear on who you are and what you want out of life. The second part is uncovering exactly what your purpose is uh, and also kind of troubleshooting where you might start to feel stuck and what happens if you can't quite figure it out. What do you do then? So that's part two. And then part three is about uh, bringing it to life. So how will you actually live your purpose on a day-to-day basis and what will it look like, um, you know, a year, five years, 10 years down the track? So, yeah, if it's okay with you, Trina, should we, we can go through that process? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, perfect. Okay, great. So the first place that I like to start in terms of uncovering, uh, you know, who you are, what you're about and what you want out of life is I like to start with understanding your personality. And, you know, as people, we're always growing and changing and we're going to grow, you know, and change over the years and that's fine, but you can get up to speed with who you are now. And the very um, easy and fun way to do that is through a personality test. And I like to use a Myers-Briggs-based one. Um, I know that, you know, personality tests have their share of criticism, um, but it's, it is just a very easy way to get a quick overview of uh, different uh, personality traits, um, strengths, weaknesses, what makes you tick, and also just to see... Uh, you some of those traits in a new light. So <clears throat> there might be things that um, you weren't consciously aware of or uh, there might be things that you sort of saw as a real failing, but then you kind of can see how actually it's this interesting trait that I have because of this. So the, um, the test that I use is 16 personalities. I like that one because it's free. You don't have to register. They give you a very comprehensive profile. And they also give you a percentage of each trait. So if you're familiar with the Myers-Briggs, you know, it has people sitting on extroverted or introverted or feeling or thinking. And the thing that I really like about this particular one is that it gives you a percentage. So you can kind of see whether you're, uh, you know, in the middle of the two and perhaps slightly more extroverted or whether you're, you know, very, very, very introverted. And I feel like that extra information just helps to, again, see those traits in a new light and sort of really understand them. So that would be the first section that we do. I have a series of prompts that people go through um, to sort of dive into it a little bit more. Hmm. And then we look at um, how you like to feel in life in general. So sort of thinking about, uh, you know, do you like to feel safe? Do you like to feel uh, empowered? Do you like to feel inspired or uh, adventurous? Or do you like to feel free? Or um, do you like to feel, you know, really focused and dedicated? So what are those feelings that um, are really key for you? So again, we have a series of prompts. We help people uncover a long list and then narrow down to sort of the top three to five feelings. And the really interesting about this exercise is you can, in, with hindsight, you can see why certain situations perhaps haven't worked out. 
And often, as you were mentioning, um, Trina, with the job and, and career and study, sometimes you can go through this exercise of identifying how you like to feel and then realize that you know, you were perhaps in an industry that really clashed with those core feelings mm. or perhaps it was the role or the job or whatever it was. And you can kind of see like, I understand why that situation just didn't sit right with me because it was kind of really clashing going against how I uh, like to feel in life. So that's a really interesting exercise to go through. Uh, the next one is we look at your themes, which are your interests and passions and what you really love to do, what you're really interested in. And I tend to split them into uh, intangible themes, like a love of learning, and then a tangible theme, like, you know, a love of sport or um, a love of music, for instance. Uh, and again, it's really interesting if you kind of uh, dive into those and and pull apart like what exactly is it about uh, learning that you really love like is it sort of exploration is it um, is there a particular topic that you really like for instance if you're if you're really interested in psychology does that tie into um, a feeling of wanting to be connected to people is it so, you know just sort of exploring where that goes and what the motivation is behind it it's really important to uncover those motivations just so that you can see exactly what it is that's pushing you toward this. And then the final part um, to uh, this area is uncovering what your values are. So again, a series of prompts, a big list, narrow it down. And this is also a really interesting exercise. Again, I find that when people are consciously aware of what their values are, with hindsight, they can look back and say, right, I see why I wasn't happy in this job. I see why I wasn't happy in this position. And it's interesting to look at your life as it is now and kind of think about where am I aligned with my values? Where is there a clash? And often it is usually a career or what we're doing for a living. Um, again, it might be the industry, the particular company or the role, um, there could be a clash in personal values and, uh, you know, what's expected of you in this role. So that's, that is usually a big light bulb moment for people as well. You know what, and that makes total sense. Everything that you're saying, I get it, I understand, especially with the alignment and things clashing as far as how you are. But like you said, you're taking people through steps and the steps are really for them to start digging deep within themselves and learning more about themselves. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, and it's really that self-reflection. It's really just, um, as you say, like kind of knowing, you know, who you are, like, yeah, who am I? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What am I interested in? What drives me? What motivates me? Um, what is really important to me? Um, and, you know, with values another interesting um, thing that comes out of that is you realize that most of the conflicts that we have in our life especially with people close to us um, you know whether it's a partner in a relationship or family relationships or friendships um, if there's been a conflict there it's usually a clash in values and it's usually that you know somebody values uh 
some particular aspect very, very highly. It's very important to them. So they're going to be extra sensitive when that value is clashed or, where or, or pushed up against. Whereas if somebody else um, perhaps doesn't rate that particular value as high, you know, it, it, it's not as important to them. So they're going to be kind of a little bit more flexible with it. It's not going to matter to them as much. And so that's really interesting as well. And a good example um, that I find comes up a lot in, in family relationships and um, partner relationships and friendships is if somebody has a very, very strong value of honesty to the point where, you know, they would rather have brutal, harsh honesty um, than have any sort of dishonesty. It's sort of like honesty is, is the highest value, the most important thing. Whereas if that person is in a um, close relationship, whatever that relationship is with somebody who values kindness, then honesty may take a back seat to that. And it may be this person values kindness more than anything. So it's sort of like, well, I'm, I'm going to always err on the side of being kind rather than being brutally honest. And you can see how that uh, you can see how that would create a conflict, you know, and it's not to say that um, any one particular way is wrong or any one particular way is right, but you can see how somebody who values um, honesty above anything else may end up being kind of brutally harsh to this person that they love who values kindness or this person who values kindness may end up being sort of a little bit vague on detail or sort of, you know, put across a little white lie to keep the peace or to um, sort of make sure that someone is feeling happier or, or feeling better than being really brutally honest. And you can just see how these conflicts come up. So it's a really interesting exercise to dive into. And how long have you been doing this, Misty? Uh, I've been doing this for um, a good few years now, probably full-time in the last uh, couple of years, two to three years. Uh, so I also have a four-year-old. And so I've been sort of juggling um, you know, my mum when he was very young and, and working on this as well. So, yeah, I'm very, very lucky to be able to be um, working, you know, predominantly online and being able to um, juggle that with sort of not having set hours and stuff. So, yeah, I feel very grateful for that. Now, what did you do before this and what made you decide to become a life purpose coach? So, yeah, that's a really good question. So before this, I was a person... Um, that I mentioned at the start of going down these, uh, you know, very different paths and following passions. So from a very young age, I've always felt like there was something that I was meant to do. You know, I've always felt like um, I had a purpose and I just couldn't articulate exactly what it was. Uh, so I would do the exact same thing. I would, I would get you know, caught up in this idea of I'm really passionate about this. So this is a path that I'm going to go down. I'm really passionate about this. And so, you know, maybe this is what I'm meant to do. And I sort of did that over and over. Um, and so I've had a very varied background um, in uh, real estate and business and retail, um, it, all sorts of things. Uh, and so it's sort of, it was several years ago that I decided actually I need to 
figure this out and I need to just get so clear on what it is I'm meant to do because otherwise it's just going to drive me mad, you know. And um, so I spent um, a period of months really actively focused on it and and just, you know, living a normal life at the same time, just day job, all that kind of thing. But uh, around that, I would really actively focus on what is it that I'm meant to do. And I tried so many different things. It was just a lot of self-reflection, a lot of um, questioning and exploration and uncovering and, and yeah, sort of working out what it is that I'm drawn to and why I'm interested in this and, and what that kind of can lead to and all of those kind of things. And after months of this, I eventually got to a stage and one night before I went to sleep, I was lying in bed and I sort of almost heard it spoken to me that um, your purpose is to help others find theirs. And I remember it was just this feeling of total relief, like, oh my gosh, finally, like this is it, you know, and it felt incredible. But then about 30 seconds later, I was like, wait, what does that even mean? Like, what am I meant to do with? that like you know that doesn't even make sense that's not a thing uh, so I, sort of, I tried to go back to the drawing board but you can't unknow what you know so uh, after a few weeks I kind of thought actually I you know this is it I have to accept it uh, how do I make it a thing and I realized I started thinking about you know looking back what would have helped me um, uncover this a whole lot earlier like what was it that I needed to know what was it that um, was really, really gave me a big push toward my purpose. <clears throat> so I sort of uh, pulled that process out and started uh, working with a few people, taking them through this process just to refine, like, does this work for you as well? And eventually got to a point where, it, yeah, it was a very clear process that anyone, no matter, you know, what their situation in life was, uh, no matter how old they were, what they did for a living, where they lived, whatever, could go through this process uh, and come out of it knowing exactly what their purpose is, uh, you know, in the space of uh, sometimes between three and four weeks. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was incredible to see and it was really beautiful to help people uh, uncover that. And um, the second part to that process, as I mentioned, is figuring out exactly what your purpose is. And it, I always sort of helped people understand that it's okay if your purpose is vague. It's okay um, if it doesn't clearly indicate, you know, a particular thing to study at uni or a particular job title. Because again, um, you know, your purpose is not your job. Your purpose is not an occupation. It's that bigger um, concept that bigger sort of theme of your life so uh, when you can figure out what that is and uh, then work out how you can bring it into life in a way that suits you it's just it's such an incredible feeling wow so you say it usually takes between three and four weeks for people for you to help them find their purpose now what if you're someone who three or four weeks and you need more help how do you handle yeah. that yeah absolutely so I should make a disclaimer with that actually that the three to four weeks is uh in situations where I'm helping someone either one-on-one -on -one or through um a membership or a group coaching program because it's sort of just obviously having that person there to give a bit of feedback and guidance um really speeds up the process 
Um, so for people who are doing it more in a um, self-study, again, still following the same process, but the length of time that it will take them kind of just depends on where they are in their personal growth journey. Uh, so that, um, yeah, the three to four weeks is, is something that we're able to do um, again, with a bit of feedback as people move through the process, because there's always going to be questions that come up. There's always going to be a little self, bit of self-doubt. Um, there's always going to be sort of like wondering if you're going in the right direction or not. So having that feedback just really speeds up the process. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was going to be my next question. Do you repeat, have repeat clients or once they work with you initially and they find out what their purpose is, they move on how does your program work so I work one-on-one with people um, in a six-week time frame Uh, I like to work quite intensely and quite quickly because um, I've found that you know you can make huge big shifts and huge big realizations and get really clear on um, you know again who you are and what you want out of life in quite a short time so I like to do that um, if we're working one-on-one in a very um, sort of concise time frame, so six weeks there. Uh, I found that when I was working, you know, in that time frame with people, we would make uh, huge amounts of progress and there would be big transformations and big light bulb moments and um, a ton of clarity, and, which was amazing. And we would come out of it with a very clear plan and a very clear vision, which is perfect. Uh, but then I kind of saw, you know, six weeks down the track once they're on their own and, and sort of implementing this, uh, as you can imagine, often people can quite easily fall off track without that accountability and without that um, sort of very dedicated and focused guidance. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all do it, right? So uh, a couple of years ago, I created a monthly membership that provides um, ongoing support, uh, very affordable. And, um, you know, we have like group coaching calls and we have um, little mini courses that we work through as a group. And then there's modules that help people with um, spirituality and personal growth and personal development on an ongoing basis. So that has been fantastic for giving people that ongoing accountability um, in a very affordable way so that, you know, once we've worked together for this like quite intensive six weeks, um, then the membership is there to uh, just carry them along and sort of make sure that they still have that time to check in and they still have, um, you know, me there to bounce ideas off and just say like, hey, this is something um, that's come up for me. You know, do you have any ideas? Do you have what, you know, what do you think about this? And so, I, yeah, it's that's sort of the way that I've managed to um, address that challenge that always comes up um, in a coaching client relationship. Mm. Wow, makes, makes good sense there. And I, I like that. And I would assume you're doing this primarily all online now correct yes yeah I do everything uh, everything is online so um, again you know living in New Zealand and um, we live in a very small uh, little community uh, and so I, I love that I, I've, I've been really grateful to be able to have everything um, online and you know easily accessible for people 
Um, yeah, as you mentioned at the start, the only thing that can be a little bit tricky sometimes is just balancing the time difference, but um, we usually manage to work it out. So, Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Wow. So I'm going to move into my questions. Are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Who or what motivates you? That's a good question. And honestly, it would be um, my young son. So he's four and a half and he he absolutely motivates me because I'm very conscious of the example that I'm setting. So I always kind of think, you know, what do I want him to see me doing and what do I want him to um, grow up with as being normal or achievable or something that you can do? So, yeah, he's a huge motivation for me. Hmm. What demotivates you? Thing that demotivates me is getting caught up in um, news and uh, politics and um, that whole kind of cycle. I I I love politics. I I find it really interesting and really fascinating. But I do find uh, sometimes I just get a little bit too kind of far down the rabbit hole and there's times where I just need to sort of take a step back and just uh yeah take some time out from that kind of thing especially when everything's getting a bit crazy Hmm. when was a time that something was said or done to hurt you but it worked out for your good oh that's a really good question as well um Probably when I was much younger, uh, much younger at school, um, there were a group of kids at school who we all kind of, you know, just little kids squabbles. And I remember there was one kid in particular who would kind of, um, if I did something or said something, she would sort of shut me down a little bit. And I remember at the time that I didn't like that. I didn't like that feeling of being sort of, um, you know, discredited or cut down, but it made me more determined to, you know, achieve the goal that I had spoken about. Like if I said, you know, I really want to do this. And then this kid would be like, you can't do that. You know, you wouldn't be able to do that. And it would sort of just um, push me a little bit further to think, well, actually I'm definitely going to do it now. So that, yeah, probably a good thing in hindsight. Yes. What is your fear? Oh, my fear is definitely uh, there's there's somebody else quoted this and I'm sorry, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but uh, sort of a fear of, you know, dying with your gifts still inside or dying with your message or purpose still inside. Like that's definitely something that um, really hit me when I first read it. So again, that's something that probably motivates me to make sure that I'm living on purpose and I'm helping other people do that as well. Hmm. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Yes, yes and no. Um, I'm definitely a person that tends to, you know, think things happen for a reason. Um, At the same time, there would be, yeah, definitely moments where I kind of think, oh, you know, I should have um, done this instead or I should have um, chosen this path. But in all honesty, I'm pretty grateful for how things eventuated. Um, One thing that comes to mind is, um, 
probably, you know, going into a career that just wasn't right for me. But again, in hindsight, I, you know, nothing's ever wasted. Nothing's ever in vain. You always learn great lessons. So it's kind of a yes and no answer. Mm, yeah, I, I totally agree. Mm. Um, so here's the, the converse of that, if you have it. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Oh, that's a really good question as well. Uh, and yeah, do you know what? There's absolutely, I'm really big on intuition and um, again, really helping people develop their intuition. I think it's such an important part of going through life. And there have been many, many times where um, I've had a very strong intuition about a situation or an opportunity or a person and for whatever reason I've ignored it you know I've gone against it and it might be that um, you know I have this intuition that a particular opportunity isn't isn't one that I should take mm -hmm. but my sort of logical mind has been like you cannot give this opportunity up you know you can't pass this up and um, as always happens when you go against your intuition you'll always realize that you should have listened to it um, it's there for a reason so that would be yeah that would definitely be one not following my intuition yeah I know about that um, what is your definition of success uh, my definition of success is living a life that you truly want to live, however that looks. Uh, so I'm, I'm not so much a person that, um, you know, chases more and more and bigger and bigger. Um, I, I love the small things in life. I love, um, you know, really little experiences. So for me, a successful life is one where I have time to spend with, um, you know, friends and family and the people that I love. Um, where I'm connected with nature and the environment around me and when I'm connected with um, purpose and people. How do you recharge? How do I recharge? Um, definitely being in nature. That's, that's a big thing for me. Um, you know, our, our little community that we live in is quite close to the beach and there's lots of uh, bushwalks around. So, yeah, just being able to... Um, take time out, you know, on the week or weekend and just, and just, yeah, go for a walk. It's, it's so nice. It's definitely a way to recharge for me. What are you awesome at? Oh, it's a great question as well. I love that question. Um, I think the thing that I am awesome at is uh, helping people to uncover what they already know or or guiding people toward what they already inherently know and just helping them really um, bring that out and feel confident in um, taking whatever appropriate action on it. Mm. What legacy do you want to leave? It would be about purpose and for people to uh, understand the value of living a life that is totally aligned with your purpose, uh, however that looks. Okay, Misty, give the listeners one motivational takeaway. Uh, I would say a motivational takeaway would be uh, to understand that the external things in your life uh, aren't who you truly are. 
and that uh, you know you as an individual you are so much bigger than um, your career you're so much bigger than your job you're so much bigger than you know the car you drive or what you have in your bank the that the value that you have as a person is so significant and so huge and I just really would love to encourage people um, to explore that and see it for themselves and understand um, you know what that means for them Tell the listeners where they can connect with you if they need your services or just just want to reach out to you on social media. Tell us where we can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my website is mistysanson.com, which is S-A-N for Nelly, S-O-N for mum. And I'm also on Instagram uh, at mistysanson. So uh, on my website, you can find lots of um, freebies to get started. You can find the um, Find Your Purpose ebook, which is also a pay what you can pricing model. Um, so, yeah, there's lots, lots for people to get started there. Wow. Well, Misty, I really enjoyed our conversation and I thank you for taking time out. And if you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.